Have you ever wondered why some young people choose to end their lives? Ever wondered who they are and who they left behind? Have you ever wanted to hear their stories? Would you like answers to these questions and many more? Welcome to Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu. Her mission is to shine light on these young people, create awareness for, and educate the world on youth suicide. Opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Dr. Lulu and her guests. They are not a substitute for professional advice. If you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK or send a text to www.crisistextline.org. Now, here's Dr. Lulu. Hello and good morning and welcome back to Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu, the podcast. How are you guys doing? If you're hearing my voice, then you know that I'm I'm alive and well, and I hope you are alive and well. It's been a really, really rough year, 2020, and I don't know when you're going to hear this episode. For all I know, it might be 2023, but whenever you hear it, if you can hear me, I want you to take a moment and just say thank you to the universe and to God for sparing your life, because the way the COVID-19 is taking people, it's like... I don't even know, I don't know what to compare it to in my lifetime. So, but you know, this podcast is not about me. It's about my guest today. And so without further ado, we're going to meet her. Her name is Karen Jones, KJ. She has been patient. She's the queen of patience this morning. We had major, major drama with connectivity, but you know what? The show must go on. And so Karen Welcome. She's also a sister doc. This is awesome. She feeds me in the sense that she's uh, she was an OBGYN. And as a pediatrician, we get our food from the OBGYN. So I love you already, Karen. Thank you so much for joining us and wanting to share your story today, Karen. How are you? I am so well. Yeah, we have to exercise patience, don't we, with technology? And you know, oh my gosh. you know, as I've gotten older, I've learned that I need to make peace with the word patience because I yes, I never used to have that, but now I'm like, okay, all right. So, what is this process teaching me? That's it. That's it. What am I supposed to learn from this challenge? And if it's patience, then so be it. And <laughs> wow. So, where would you like to? Where would you like to start? What do you want to talk to us about today? Well, I guess a couple different things I'd love to share with you. One is a little bit about my story because it illustrates what is really, what I am really passionate about right now, which is empowering women, especially as we go through this, this great shift. And I'll, I'll speak more of that in, in a few minutes. Um, but but let, me, let me get some context. So here I am, um, an OBGYN doctor. And this was back in the 1990s when I when I first came into into medicine and in practice here in Seattle, Washington. And you know, I, I here I am. I'm delivering babies. I'm doing gynecologic surgery. I'm seeing these great people in my office. I'm uh, I'm an attending, which means I'm backing up the family doctors as they're doing deliveries if they need help. Me and my group would go in and help them. 
it was it was a, a good thing, very, very fulfilling. And yet, as time went on, I found myself getting less and less fulfilled. I, I was totally confused. You know, what is this? Why am I unhappy? Why am I dissatisfied? You know, and, and I actually felt even, you know, even a sense of shame because here I was, you know, looked like I had it all career, great career, great partners, you know, married, starting to have children, blah, blah, blah. It all looked great. And yet this, this whole feeling dissatisfied and unfulfilled inside. And I didn't know what it meant. And that was, um, it's very discouraging, very demoralizing. Yeah. I, I love that you use the word sense of shame because I felt that too. I, I felt that I was like, you should be you should be ashamed to, to, to be a doctor. And I used to say I had two cars and I had three children and they were healthy. I had a closet full of clothes, more bags than anybody, all these shoes. And how dare you say that the source of your income of this livelihood is a noose around your neck? How dare you go there? So I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was, uh, it was unfun. And so I, and because I didn't know what to do about it, I mean, I literally didn't know what to do about it. Um, you know, I would, kids would go to bed. I would go to the couch and start reading fiction. I mean, that was my, and it still is to some extent, but my little go-to to distract. But mm -hmm. looking back, it was really clear. I was using it to distract me mm. uh, from what was going on. Around the same time, I started getting really interested in the whole mind-body medicine thing. I actually went to a couple of women in medicine um, workshops. We did things like, um, uh, oh, sweat lodge. That was one of the fun things. Um, and one of the ones, we actually did a paper mache mask of our faces. Mm. It was, was amazing because I looked at this and then we decorated the mask. I look at this paper mache mask and I realized, oh, my God. It looks like my mother. Ah, like my mother. You have become your mother. <laughs> this, this is crazy. Every female, I know, so not all the females, but I know a lot of females like me. I was like, I will never grow up. I will never be my mother when I grow up. And I'm like, <laughs> did I just sound like my mother? And like, literally, I see myself. I'm like, oh my God, my mother will totally have said that. And I'm <gasps> so my mom. And I'm like, oh God, is this good? Is this not good? What is it? <laughs> Right, right. It was just, I was so taken aback. Because, you know, like, like daughters, you know, we tend to, you know, at, at, on one hand, we're totally tied up and identify with our mothers. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, we totally do the separate. Yes. Not I my mother. Me. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I am me. I'll show you how independent I am. No. Right, right. <laughs> so funny. But anyway, at some point, um, I, I was I was doing this mind body stuff, and I started noticing tingling in the palms of my hands. So I'm at this Carolyn Mace workshop, and this is in 1999. And I'm talking to this woman in lunch line, saying, "I am getting tingling in the palms of my hands. I wonder what this means." And she says, "It's probably energy. It's why don't you look up healing touch?" Hmm. So I get home, and I Google healing touch. I never got to the Healing Touch website. This is the crazy thing. But over in a couple of links, I got to the Barbara Brennan School of Healing hmm. website. And when I read about their program, 
this combination of learning how to do energy healing, because I was always a little bit of a, you know, closet mystic thing, and personal growth, half of the work is personal growth. Hmm. Something inside me said yes. And so I did the, I did the, um, I laugh at myself. I did the, the rational thing. I went to a work, weekend workshop to make sure that's what I really wanted. Yeah, so, thinking for you. I exactly. love what you just said. Can you say the name of the, the website again? Cause I, I was trying to hear the name so I could write it down. What is the sure. name? Of the it is the Barbara Brennan School of Healing. So B R E N E N is for Brennan or B R. What's Brennan? B R E N N A N. N N A N. Okay, cool. Right. B B S H. Wow. Okay, got it. Got it. And and I'm a person who I I often challenge myself, and I have to say, going there was about the biggest challenge. I've, I've ever done in my life. Well, mm-hmm. there, there's, it's one of the big ones because here I was, I was totally left brain. I was um, avoiding my painful emotions as much as I could. Mm-hmm. I was out of my body and I put myself in a place where we're all working to be right brain, you know, creative, intuitive. Mm-hmm address our emotions, address what I would call the deep well of suppressed and repressed emotions that many of us, especially women, if we, as we went into the man's world and doing things the male way, mm-hmm. you know, where emotions are not okay. Mm-hmm. You don't cry at work. You don't admit you're not, you're not perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Fine. I'm doing air quotes around fine because yes. you know, I'm fine. And um, I, I, I mean, I still remember my first year, we'd go into groups of 20 personal process work where we begin to, to bring up our emotions and feelings. And I swear, I was like a deer in the headlights, you mm. know, with somebody was, was sharing their pain, you know, their anger. I could do that with my patients because it wasn't requiring me to be more than than, than present and, and compassionate with them. I could do that. But to actually speak to my own. Woof. And, and that is so classic when it comes to women, nurturers, providers, protectors. I know somebody said it once on my podcast a while ago. She said something about getting consumed in the heat or something like that while we're trying to, is it, is that it? Like we're trying to heat everybody else up and we, I don't know, I can never remember it when I try to repeat it. Something about just, we are giving everybody heat and we're giving everybody heat, but then we ourselves get consumed in it or we, well, I don't know, or we freeze, I don't know what it is, but just something that we basically just incinerate ourselves in, in an attempt to, to heat up everybody around us. And then what happens? We get burned out, especially female physicians and the recent epidemic or pandemic of female physicians' suicides. It's crazy. It's so crazy right now. It is because, you know, and I know you noticed it too, but I, as I look back, we as doctors, male and female, we get kudos for neglecting ourselves. You know, you forget. So I was, you know, doing the, you know, forget to eat, not get enough sleep you know, get in early, stay late, 
give and give and give to my patients, which was very good and got a lot of kudos. Exactly. But what happened to me, you know, it's all other directed. Yes. And what happens to us is we ignore ourselves. You know, but you know, the funny thing, though, the the, the article that I just wrote, I don't know if you saw it on female physician suicides. And I said, I said, it's called female physician suicides, a silent pandemic. In that article, I actually mentioned that doctors, we get kudos for not taking vacation and seeing Mm -hmm. 60 patients a day and say, no, don't worry about it. I'll take your call for you. Oh yeah. You know, I'm going to write this paper and I'm going to, I'm going to describe this disease and I'm going to be the one that's going to get all these accolades as a doctor. And then on your way home every day, you want to drive off the, the highway, which is what happened with me. You know, you, say, oh, you drive off the highway and then your, your relationships, your family, your home, everything is non-existent, but you at work, you're the shining star. And so my question is at what cost? That's one. And number two, what is our own role in creating that? Because it's easy. There are some doctors that I know, I'm not going to call any names that are blaming the system. Yeah, you can blame the system on you when that is true. However, you are a player in the set, in set system. What have you done to say, no, call a timeout. No, I'm not going to do this. No, it's not okay with me. So if all of us keep saying, oh yeah, fine, fine. No wonder there's a suicide epidemic outside the door. Mm-hmm. Because we don't all want to, nobody, nobody wants to be the first to say, I'm struggling. So when, oh, I, went, when no. I went live on Facebook with the fact that I, was, I had been suicidal, everybody was like, oh, you're so brave. And then one doctor said, wait, what do you mean? Don't say that the Texas medical board is going to come after you. I said, really, they're going to come after my truth. Then so be it. Let's have the, let's, let's see it. You know, what do you want from me? Another suicide. And then, oops, too bad. Let's replace her. Is that what you want? No, my kids actually care about their mother. I'm going to stay. I choose to stay. And if it means quitting the job, then so be it. And that's what I did. Yeah. And that's often what we have to do is take ourselves. We got it because I, 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 I totally agree with what you're saying. The cost of, let me back up. I, I'm seeing a couple reasons for that. One is women tend to be other focused. I mean, we either tend to be focusing solely on ourselves or solely on the other person. And many of us like me are people pleasers. I mean, I got the kudos by looking out to see what do I need to be and do to be for the other person to love me. I mean, that's really what it comes down to, to be accepted. You know, it starts with our parents and it goes on to school. I mean, I did that for many, many years. You you know, this was a, a funny part of my story. Even things like, and this is some years ago now, not so much now. My husband would ask me, hey, honey, where would you like to go for dinner? You know what I would say? No. Where would you like to go? Oh my God. Hmm. Because I didn't even know what I wanted Hmm. or that it was okay to have a want that was different than what he wanted. And my husband's a great guy. We've been married 40 years. So this is not on him. This Hmm. is not on him. It was me. It was me. And this is where I'm bringing up the point you said earlier we have agency, but we don't know we have agency. No, we no. don't know. I mean, part of my thing now is helping successful driven women who are secretly unhappy mm-hmm. to dissolve Secretly. those your barriers and unleash the goddess within Amen. so we can create 
the truly luscious and meaning-filled life. Why? We, all of those, and I choose all those words very specifically. We mm-hmm. don't know we can create our lives. And we don't know that, that we can make them luscious and wonderful. We somehow have these beliefs, these beliefs. I can't choose. It's not right for me to choose. I can't have a wonderful life. I mean, we have this, this bliss ceiling that's about this tall. How much pleasure and love can you, and, and joy can you have in your life? About this much. Yes. What the hell? I know. I, I love it. I love it's, it. you know, this, this. I love it. So, and, and, and it doesn't help that we women are also our own selves. In other, in other words, women to women. We're also each other's oh worst enemies. When I got divorced, I'll never forget it. I, I think I got more slack from women who dared to ask me, well, what could he have done? And so for most of them, I didn't respond. For those that I did, I was like, you know what? He's single now. Don't you have a sister that's single? Let's have, you know, you get your sister and make sure you guys, you know, make sure that they, you know, they get married and live happily, happily ever after. Why you should think that me, a grown ass woman, if I may go there, who has gone to medical school and knows right from wrong, cannot know what's right for me and what's wrong for me is a problem. That's right. It's a problem. That's right. Yeah. And actually, just, just, I, I love speaking to this too, this whole toxic sisterhood thing. Mm-hmm. The, and I, and I really um, learned about this as I, as I've been finishing up here in something called transformational facilitation program. Mm-hmm. But one of the things we talked about in terms, there's three barriers that women have to access their own power. One of them is isolation, isolation, mm-hmm. where we feel like we have to do it ourselves. And, and I saw that in myself where I literally thought if I was getting help from someone, mm-hmm. I was weak. I was supposed to do it all myself. Yes. But the corollary to that one is it's really, it's an underlying belief in lack. I don't have enough, you know? Mm-hmm. And that means that my sisters who have more, more money, more clients, more abundance, more love, what do we feel? Jealousy. Jealousy. I love it. I knew you were going to say. Because we're in lack. We're in lack poverty consciousness. There's not enough to go around. Therefore, if one of my sisters has more, I'm an envier instead of saying, that's me in two years. I'm going to get it too. It's this whole toxic sisterhood. I love Garbage. It. But, but the truth is, if you want to really deep, and there are two things, if you want to dig really deep, where did that come from? It came from a society that also expected us to be like that. You know, I've, yes. I love men. I have three sons. I love men. They don't care. It's like, brother, what's going on? Let's go. And they're, they're, they're good to go. Now, of course, if it's toxic, it's really toxic. But for the most part, my, I watch my sons. That they, It's like they, they might have a semi-mini shouting match in the morning but that's it the next minute they're they're all playing video games and they're good to go a woman have a mini shouting match in the morning for three months they're not speaking i mean what is that what is that so i watch them i'm like i love that I, I, and my brothers are like that i've never seen my brothers argue i mean i say you know it's just, it's just men just they got they, they got the formula in, in utero women on the other hand I don't know. I just don't know. We, you know, and I love what you're saying about coming from a place of lack. Indeed, coming from a place of abundance of anything at all is a different mindset. 
even the way I, the way you approach your day is like a different mindset. So I'm learning that now since I started life coaching and I'm learning that I should just come from a place of abundance and just give love and just, and just let it, just let it all hang out and let, let the chips fall where they may. It is so true. So true. And, and, and the thing is, is you have to start with awareness. If we're not aware, if I'm not aware that I'm coming from lack, that I'm, that I'm feeling bad when I see other people who are doing better than me, that that's a sign of lack and I can actually do something about it. Cause that's, that's in, that's in my head. That's in my emotions. Mm-hmm. I can do something about that. Then I can say, ah, where, what's that from? Where is that coming from? Oh, it's a sense of lack. It's that, that image that I have of a little girl outside a lit window, looking in, seeing a happy people inside and I'm outside, you know, it's that, mm. and I, you know, have that image and I, but I, but knowing that I can pull that little girl, that little five-year-old onto my lap and say, sweetheart, Karen, what, what are you feeling? And she says, I feel so lonely. Mm-hmm. What do you need, Karen? What do you need? Mm. I need, I need community. I need connection. And I can say, honey, let me just hug you. The truth is you are connected. You are invited in. It is we in our unconsciousness that separate ourselves from the community, the connection, the good, the abundance. So, but how do we fix that? I mean, you, you get it. Some of us, maybe a few, a few more of us get it. What about the rest of us that don't get it? What, what's the first, what, what do we do? I well, like that's part it. of what I teach. Become aware. It's, it's, it, I mean, you really have to say, I, I got to do something. I mean, the, the thing is, you can read about this, but it is really difficult to do on your own. It really is something that, um, you know, I, I don't know, you probably think, but I certainly find for myself, I needed to do it with, with in community, in, in a group, in, in workshops, in whatever that, that really get us to say, look, because we need that different perspective. We need to be challenged on that. I, you know, just like I need to learn how to say when my mind is saying, you know, um, I'm not worthy to challenge my, to realize I'm saying I'm not worthy. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Is that really true? Mm -hmm. And do I want to keep that one or not? And do you want to keep that thought? Does that thought serve you? And another thing about women, I mean, whether we like it or not, is we also don't want to believe, (laughs) we don't want to believe that our current state, if we could have changed it by ourselves, we would have changed it already, which is what you said. You know, if you if you could have changed it by yourself, you would have done it already. That's Obviously, right. You you haven't because your worst case scenario is still your present situation. So, are you willing? I I say this because I had a, a consult over the weekend, a female physician. I mean, she had five different directoral positions here, there, everywhere, and then she's like, "Oh, I just want my family to be happy." I'm like, okay, well, well, what, what is that? What does that mean to you? And she's like, well, you know, the kids love each other. I said, well, do you, do you model this behavior? Yes, I do. And then she's like, I've tried everything and nothing works. 
everything. I said, really? You couldn't have, obviously there's always something you haven't tried. Well, everything is great at work. She got a nine out of nine on her, on her life wheel for her work, but a three out of 10 for her, for her home and leisure. So I was like, okay, so we need, well, you know, everything at work is great. I, I, can't, I, I can't change anything. So is it that you don't want to change anything or you really truly cannot change it? Because you can't tell me that you have a nine over here and a three over here. You want to work over here, but you can't change this. How? You only have 24 hours in a day. <laughs> you only sure. have. So it was, I, I left that, that session exasperated. I, 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 I took a walk around the, the neighborhood after that because I just I, I allowed myself to get pulled into her mind drama. And I was like, that's the last time I'm going to do that. I, I have a right to say no, just like you said, to say yes to self. You said yes to self. And I'm, I'm going to say no to you so I can say yes to my own sanity because I don't need your monkey brain coming to mess up mine. I'm trying to That's find right. Zen up in here, you know? So, but what advice do you have for women like that who really, they, you know, the coach's job is to show, the coach's job is to show, to mirror, to show you a mirror and they don't want to look. What do, you, what do you tell them? That is a great question. And it's so hard because it, you know, it's just like the old, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make her drink, mm-hmm. you know? It, and it's, you know, people have to come to the point where they're feeling, um, you know, self-responsible. But actually one of the things I often will, will work with people with is this whole concept. I'll start with concept, concept of embodiment because most of us are in our heads, we're not in our body, so we're totally not aware of our wants and needs, except on a a logical, rational level. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it can be useful to actually help somebody get in their body. Do you want me to take a, do this for like two minutes with you? Would that be fun? Would that be fun for the listener? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So wherever you are, as long as you're not driving your car, if, you know, if you're sitting, <laughs> sitting or lying down, you know, I invite, I invite the listeners to close your eyes yes. and put awareness in your breath, your chest rising and falling. And now put your hand in your belly. And as you take an in breath, Make sure your belly is moving too. You know, if you've seen a baby or a puppy breathe, their bellies move, take in air on the in-breath. And now drop even further down into your hips and pelvis, to your legs and feet. And back to your hips and pelvis. This is your center of power as a woman, your womb. Second chakra, the place of creation, all creation. And now remember, recall to mind a time when you were you at your very best. Maybe you just finished a project, created this great meal for your family, Maybe you were able to be with a friend to really support her in what was going on in her life. This is you at your most resourceful. 
capable and compassionate and wise. And now bring to mind something that makes your heart smile. Whether it's your family, your kids or grandkids, parents, last night's sunset, your pet, chocolate cake, my favorite. And from there, connected to your hips and pelvis, connected to your, your, your resourceful self, connected to your heart, ask yourself, in this moment, what do I want? In this moment, what do I need? What am I longing to create in my life? And simply reflect on that for just a moment. This is embodiment, at least the first level of it. Wow, very nice. I usually have guided meditations at the end of any of my events because most of my mm -hmm. events are about trauma and suicide. And I put just a little bit of piano music and folks are sleeping and they're crying. And I'm like, that is, I haven't really, I give it a lot, but I don't really often get it. So thank you so much. I know the listeners definitely appreciate that. That is so amazing. So are you a coach? Are you, um, what do you do for a living? And because I know you said you've retired as an OBGYN and then where can the listeners find you? Where can they find you? Sure. Yeah. I retired from OBGYN about four years ago because I was, again, that increasing unhappiness, unfulfillment, and I finally gave myself permission, permission here to, uh, to, to stop working and start exploring. I love it. I love so it. I, I give permission. I just, it's sad, you know, ideally we should, it should be like a no brainer, but, but, you know, needless to say, Hey, at least you did give yourself permission. I'm planning on retiring in the next seven months by july of well eight months by july of next year yeah i'll be 30 years old as a physician and i think i'm done i'm going to completely transition to coaching and um yeah call it a day yeah so i i did different things including four weeks in somaliland at a hospital but but i found even volunteering doctoring just wasn't it anymore oh, and so I, I had to have a conversation with my dad about them my dad was like well how did you you've gone you've, you've been a i said daddy i've been a doctor for 30 years that's a lot yeah and and you know and i still love and i always will be doctor yes last name. but yes. okay for my for my my passion to change and my thoughts to change and me wanting to just do something else there was a time where you couldn't have I would have kicked you in the face if you even suggested that I'll leave medicine but you know being there done that literally wrote a book about it so I'm good yeah and, I, and I'm having he's having a hard time making peace with it but he, as you know you'll come on you'll come around you'll be fine <laughs> you'll be just exactly fine. yeah I I had to deal with 
guilt for a couple of years before mm-hmm. I finally, you know, that I put so much time and energy. I'm so good. My patients love me. My colleagues, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I, mean, I, that, I mean, sorry to cut you. I mean, that's two years right now. I quit <clears throat> pediatrics two years ago, cold turkey, and I started doing speaking and writing and just a little bit of telemedicine and a little bit of urgent care. But now I'm realizing that I can actually, I can actually do this. And right now the, the most I have medicine is a remote position as a medical direct medical advisor. That's the mm-hmm. I'm doing so I can actually potentially keep that indefinitely because I mean it's chicken change. But you know what? I'm not that woman who used to see 60 patients a day in high heels when I was seven months pregnant. And I loved it. But it beat my body to the ground. Today I have fibromyalgia. And I don't know that it's all because of a toxic marriage. Some of it is what I did to myself. And I'm now beginning to realize maybe I didn't have to. And so you know how they say smart people learn from their mistakes, but smarter people learn from other people's mistakes? Yes. You hear us now. These are two people who have kind of done all the work for you, telling you, you don't have to get that extra accolade star on your on your shoulder. You don't need it because you have to ask yourself at what cost. When I left the military, everyone's like, oh my God, I can't believe you're leaving the military. You're an exceptional commander. You're just a fantastic leader. Mm-hmm. I had done my air war college and was on a straight path to becoming a full bird, a full colonel. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I left because I, my, my, my thing was my son is going off to college at Stanford and I'm being sent to go to Florida and I'm here in Texas. I was like, I don't want to do that. And yeah. I was at the beginning of saying, learning how to say no. And I was like, this is so empowering. And this is like, so, nobody died, huh? Right. Nobody died. So. Yeah. Yeah. So then, um, so right now I'm setting up, I'm finishing setting up my online business, doing workshops yeah. and kind of uh, actually a little, little bit of coaching for me. It's, I call it mentoring. Mm-hmm. and facilitation so groups and I have a private Facebook group which is called driven women mm. ready to unleash their luscious lives wow I actually also have a guided audio of what I took you guys through when that two or three minutes I have an eight minute one that I basically um, I, I recommend people use it every day to learn to get in your body and to use it before a stressful situation where you need to- Where do to, we get to, that? What's the link? Can we get a link to that? Right. Actually, probably the best way right now is, do you want me to give you the link so you have it on your site? Or, yeah, or people can email me lifemastery22 at gmail. Okay. We'll so do either that. way, I'll, I'll send you the link so, you, so people want to um, receive the audio that way, or they can, like I said, email me. Yeah, and I'll put that, I'll also put it in the show notes as well so that people can- Oh, perfect. That, that way people can do that. Yeah, my, my, program, my program is a nine-month immersion. It's called the, the Embody Your More Immersion. And it's exactly what we've been speaking of, getting people to raise their bliss ceiling, hmm. enjoyment, self-actualization, maximizing your potentials, meaning, 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 Amen. meaning. Amen. Meaning and joy and enjoyment and pleasure. And Ooh. we didn't even talk about the goddess thing I do, but. but well, we can always do that. We can always come back and do it. We can never have enough empowerment 
avenues. Because we just, because everything about women is literally just tearing down, tearing down. So I'm completely open if you want to come back. It's not a problem at all because we, we to. God knows we do. We definitely do need it. Um, yes. Thank you so much. It's just been such no, a pleasure <laughs> to speak with you and, and your, all your peeps. Oh, no, no. Thank you so much. So let me just go over that real quick. So the, the Facebook is called Driven Women Ready to Unleash Their Luscious Lives. Yes. And then the email is Life Mastery, the number 22. The number 22 at Gmail. And then you have a nine-month immersion course, I'm assuming. Yes. Or- coaching program okay fantastic mentoring program very very good and it's called the the embody your more 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 immersion yes immersion immersion. okay very good no 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 no. this is so cool i wish more women would know about this as a matter of fact i'm going to if it's okay with you i'm going to ask um hold on um okay I'll do that. Um, so is there is there a way we can um, get you? Because I have a, a client. I don't know if she's going to be. Let me check with her first. She may or may not be open to you because I think you could definitely help her. There's no question about it. The lady I was talking about earlier on, I think you could. You could she's also a physician. So mm-hmm. she very well. If she will allow herself. That's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really the leverage, you know, for me, it was, it took me to have, and you too, I think, you know, we had quite a lot of misery inside. Yeah. Near death is what I call it for me. Near death experience. Well, I fell asleep asleep on a, on the drive home with my baby in the car. Luckily I was home. I mean, it was near home and I just drove off into somebody's grass, but I was one minute from home and I fell asleep. Oh my God. When I was a resident at Howard, yes. When I was a resident, I fell asleep one day at the light. I was only awakened by the noise of what I thought were mosquitoes. I was like, wing, wing, wing. I mean, it was like actually people like honking. Bah, bah, bah. That's what it was. And I fell asleep. And I don't know, by the grace of God, my leg was, my foot was still on the brakes. And I, I just, you know what I mean? Like it happened. See, this is what I'm saying. At what cost? To be this at shining star, at what cost you get ulcers and fibromyalgia and lupus yeah. and, you know, muscle, multiple sclerosis or whatever. I mean, at what cost? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Exactly. Thank you so much for coming. This has been so good. And that two minutes was great. I think I'm going to take a nap just because. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. I needed that two minutes and we all do we all do it's amazing I'm going to find your group and join <laughs> so I can oh, thank you yeah why not and, and get more people to go I think you know what we all have to appreciate the interconnectedness of us you know this was not by accident the fact that we finally got the tech to work after how yes. long you know what I mean it was meant to be so why not if I can join your, your group and learn a thing or two or oh. vice versa why not I, I have this recorded, you know, we can also just strip it and just play it if you want a copy of it and I can give it to you. You can Ooh, put it. Love, yeah. I love it. I, mean, I love it. Yes. Make this, this happen. I never thought about that, but you know, why not? A lot of my guests have their groups and I've just never thought about, you can have the video. I mean, it's fine because all I need is the audio. 
So right. I think I'm going to be sending you an email with a link to this video and then you can do whatever you do with it. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'd love that. It's, it's just so much fun to be able to share, share all of this in my group and on my, my page and anybody who's, you know, interested to say, take a I'm listen. All I'm all in. Thank you so much for coming. I really, truly, truly appreciate it. I'm going to, I'm going to hook up with you outside of this whole here and then we can make the rest of it, you know, just kind of come true by the grace of God. Once you put your mind to it, the rest is, is just a matter of doing the work. And so I appreciate it. So before I let you go, I have to ask you to do one thing that I ask everyone to do. What advice will you give your younger self, the one that was at that light that day or on your, on your way home that day or that was tired or that was feeling guilty about leaving medicine or whatever part of this story what advice would you give to that self? Really deepen that connection with yourself so that you know, so you allow yourself to know what you want and need and honor it. Because we so much, especially us people pleasers, we dishonor ourselves and disrespect ourselves when we, you know, ignore. So come back to yourself. You know, however you can do it, get help to to really sink in hmm, and know so yourself that is so powerful that is so powerful goodness we're going to leave on that note because i can't come back with anything else so ladies and gentlemen you heard her she came here and she just gave it to us straight up shooting from the hip the whole time karen jones i'm calling her kj and, and she can't do anything about it i love it i love it i love it so y'all Please be encouraged. Listen to what she said. Listen to yourself. Give yourself permission. Honestly, I mean, like I'm not a Bible, like quoter kind of person, but I do know that there's a line in the Bible that says, what does it profit a man if you gain the whole world and then lose your soul or lose yourself? And literally we're saying that right now. Like you can be the big boss up in the fanciest company in the world. But if you get lost in the in the process and then you become suicidal like I was, then, then it wasn't worth it. So please heed heed the advice and find her. Find find Karen on the internet and, and send her a nice email so that you heard her on here, right? And then join her Facebook group and maybe you might even learn a thing or two, right? On that note, I'm gonna say so long, farewell, and we'll see you guys another time. And just remember. The life you save might very, might very well be your own life. So go out there and just be the best version of yourself that you can be. Deuces, Dr. Lulu, AKA The Momatrician. Bye. Hey, are you stuck in indecision? Is there something you've been wanting to do but are having a hard time deciding how to go about it? Maybe you wanted to write a book, you're having issues with your relationship, your kids money. Maybe you want to quit your job, but you don't know how to go about it. Hmm. You might need a life coach. Believe it or not, I just launched my life coaching business this year and I'm open to accept clients and we're having free consults. So go to calendly.com forward slash Dr. Lulu. That's calendly.com forward slash Dr. Lulu and grab yourself a free 45-minute session, and I'll see you on the inside.